Welcome back, friends. It's TJ, the weirdo with a beardo, with another episode of True Crime Tuesday, exploring more stories of true crimes and unsolved mysteries from across history and across the globe. This week, we continue our story of the Teflon poisonings in True Crime Tuesday episode number 78. Since the 1940s, the DuPont company had been manufacturing a product called Teflon, which as we know today, is a non-stick coating used in everything from cookware and carpeting and furniture to home appliances, airplanes, even automobiles. But what the American public didn't know was that the chemicals used to make Teflon were highly toxic. When we last left off, it was the mid-1990s, and a West Virginia cattle farmer named Wilbur Tennant had made contact with a corporate attorney in Cincinnati, Ohio, named Robert Billet. Wilbur was good friends with Billet's grandmother, who would often bring young Rob to the Tennant farm in Parkersburg, West Virginia during the summer. Tennant claimed his cows were dying under strange circumstances. He said they developed tumors, their teeth had turned black, and they began to attack humans without provocation, and he was convinced the DuPont company had something to do with it. In the late 1980s, Wilbur Tennant's brother Jim had sold off 66 acres of the family's farm to the DuPont company, who then began using it as a dumping ground for waste materials, which they deemed the Dry Run Landfill, named after Dry Run Creek that ran through it, which then flowed down to the pasture where the tenants grazed their cattle. Now, Wilbur Tennant was convinced that DuPont's Dry Run Landfill had something to do with the mysterious illness and death of his cattle, as well as other strange unexplained illnesses that befell local wildlife and many of the townspeople. It's important to note that by this point, Wilbur Tennant had lost over 150 of the 200 head of cattle he had at his farm. Videotapes he supplied to Rob Billet were filled with images of wildlife laying dead on the banks of Dry Run Creek, which was now white with a soapy froth, followed by close-ups of the tenant's remaining livestock, all barely clinging to life. According to reports, attorney Rob Billet, watching this footage, said to himself, This is bad. There's something really bad going on here. Rob Billet and the firm he worked for were corporate defense attorneys, but Rob agreed to take the case and become the prosecution because it was, quote, the right thing to do. So in the summer of 1999, Rob Billet officially filed a federal lawsuit against DuPont, which along with being a mega-million-dollar company by that point, Its Washington Works facility was the largest employer in the small town of Parkersburg, West Virginia. And doing the right thing is rarely the easy thing. So after poking the bear, so to speak, at the DuPont company, which then operated the area's largest employer, life got incredibly hard for the tenant family. Longtime friends began ignoring them. They would pass people exiting restaurants who said, I'm not supposed to talk to you. They even had to change churches several different times. Shortly before the lawsuit was filed, Rob Billet was delivered dozens of boxes of papers from the DuPont company. For several long months, Rob dug through mountains of this paperwork, some over half a century old, trying to find some correlation between DuPont and whatever was poisoning the residents and livestock in the small town of Parkersburg, West Virginia. But after several months of digging through boxes, Rob Billet finally found his answer. First, as far back as 1951, DuPont began purchasing Teflon's key chemical ingredient called PFOA from the 3M company, which 3M knew contained a hazardous material called C8, named after the eight carbon atoms that make up the material. And as far back as the 1970s, 3M had been warning DuPont that C8 was hazardous, so much so that it had to be incinerated or taken to a chemical waste facility for disposal. Instead, DuPont began dumping PFOA powder into the Ohio River, 
They also dumped over 7,000 gallons of this PFOA sludge into what they called digestion ponds on the Washington Works property, which then seeped into the groundwater, not only in Parkersburg, but also nearby Vienna, Little Hocking, and Lubbock, totaling over 100,000 people. And while reviewing the paperwork delivered to his office, Rob Billet began to uncover more and more information with each passing decade he researched. In the 1960s, DuPont researchers found that PFOA caused enlarged organs in rats. By the 1970s, they discovered high levels of PFOA in the blood of factory workers at the Washington Works plant. Workers often came home sick, complaining of fever, nausea, diarrhea, vomiting, and what some workers called the Teflon flu. By the 1980s, 3M admitted that prolonged exposure to PFOA and C8 caused birth defects in rats. Shortly after learning this information, DuPont tested the children of female employees. Two of the seven children they tested were born with birth defects, and they subsequently pulled every female off the Teflon production line, but never told anyone about their findings. Flash forward to the 1990s, when in 1991, DuPont researchers set an internal safety limit for PFOA in drinking water, one part per billion. But later that same year, water tested in Parkersburg, West Virginia, was three times that limit. But still, DuPont made no effort to notify the public. By the mid-1990s, DuPont was well aware that PFOA had been linked to liver tumors as well as testicular and pancreatic cancer. Another study said PFOA exposure was linked to prostate cancer. And by this point in Teflon's life cycle, it was making the DuPont company nearly $1 billion per year. And the company did not want to disrupt their cash flow, even if it came at the expense of the health and welfare of its townspeople. A test of the water in Dry Run Creek returned extraordinarily high levels of PFOA, which was never disclosed to the Tennant family. Instead, DuPont denied any wrongdoing and claimed the Tennant family was to blame for the poor health of their livestock. Now flash forward to August of the year 2000, when Rob Billet contacted DuPont's lawyer Bernard Riley and explained that he knew exactly what was going on, that DuPont had knowingly purchased a dangerous chemical and continued to poison thousands of people for decades, lying about it and attempting to cover it up. In the lawsuit, Rob Billet submitted a 972-page letter where he confirmed that chemicals and other pollutants released into the environment by DuPont at its dry-run landfill and other nearby DuPont-owned facilities may pose an eminent and substantial threat to health or the environment. Copies of the letter were sent to both the EPA and the U.S. Attorney General, and it would take nearly five years until the EPA ordered DuPont to pay a penalty of over $16 million in 2005 for trying to hide their knowledge of PFOA's harmful effects on the environment and the surrounding community. And while $16 million sounds like a lot of money to you and me, it was less than 2% of the annual profits DuPont had been raking in from the sale of Teflon alone. And that wasn't good enough for Rob Billet or the people who had been directly affected by the PFOA exposure. So Rob spearheaded a class action lawsuit on behalf of everyone who had been exposed to PFOA and other harmful chemicals associated with the production of Teflon. Water tests revealed that water supplies in six municipalities, including dozens of private wells, were contaminated with PFOA chemicals. In Little Hawking, the water was seven times the limit that DuPont had placed on it, and nearly 70,000 people were drinking poisoned water, and had been for decades. Problem was, PFOA was not on the government's list of regulated chemicals, and no one routinely tested for it. And in the meantime, DuPont hired its own team of researchers who increased the acceptable threshold from one part per billion to 150 parts per billion. 
But there was one more legal leg to stand on for Rob Billet. And it was a long shot. If he could somehow prove that people had been exposed to this toxin, then they would have to undergo medical monitoring, where their health would be routinely monitored through periodic physical exams. And if they became sick, they could sue for damages caused by the exposure to the toxin. And by the year 2000, 3M had stopped producing PFOA. But by then, the damage had already been done. Meanwhile, DuPont built a brand new factory in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and continued to produce it for their own use. Then in 2002, the EPA admitted that PFOA posed a health risk not only to those who drank the tainted water, but also to anyone who had ever cooked or eaten foods prepared with Teflon-coated pots and pans. Furthermore, the EPA discovered that PFOA was found in blood bank samples as early as 1976, and it became apparent that PFOA was everywhere. In September 2004, DuPont settled the class action lawsuit of $70 million and agreed to install water filtration plants in six neighboring towns that were affected by the dumping of hazardous materials. And yes, you may think this as a win, but only for some. You see, the class action lawsuit only tested people who worked at the plant, not the town's people in general. DuPont had claimed even that the factory workers were exceptions to the rule because they were exposed to higher concentrations of PFOA chemicals than the population at large. But Rob Billet had an idea. In order for townspeople to get their share of the $70 million settlement, you'd have to agree to a medical examination, but then you would automatically receive $400 for every person who got tested. In total, over 70,000 people were tested. Their health assessments were reviewed for the next seven years an excruciatingly long time for the participants of the study, some of those who had gotten sick and died while waiting. But in December of 2011, after seven long years, the results of the study were completed and released. And there was, in fact, a probable link between PFOA and several different ailments, kidney cancer, testicular cancer, thyroid cancer, high cholesterol, preeclampsia, and ulcerative colitis. And following the news, as of October 3, 2011, over 3,500 people filed personal injury lawsuits against DuPont, who still hadn't openly admitted any wrongdoing in the poisoning of over 100,000 people. And DuPont initially decided to defend each lawsuit on a case-by-case -case basis, and at the rate of nearly four cases a year, wouldn't have finished until the year 2890. But in 2017, after several years of non-stop litigation, DuPont finally agreed to settle for $671 million, which was split among the 3,500 plaintiffs. But the scope of PFOA poisoning is well beyond those 3,500 people. Several studies have concluded that PFAs are present in the blood of nearly 99% of the American population. To this day, even you and I, at this very moment. And that is this week's True Crime Tuesday story. Join me next week for more stories of true crimes and unsolved mysteries. We'll see you next time.